<laughs> oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. It contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Welcome to episode 71 of Dumb All Over, recording from the state with the greatest ratings, Pennsylvania. This is a progressive podcast with brash opinions on politics, religion, and pop culture, and we're always under the influence of craft beer. On this week's episode, we will talk about Trump and immigrants, women's working rights, Morgan Freeman, and Roseanne. I don't know why. Then we are going to get to talk about food deserts, not desserts, for our bigly topic. And then we interview Adrian Bell, who's running for Congress in Texas. An action-packed episode awaits us. Thank you for listening. (laughs) As always, I am Tom, and I am joined by the magnificent, the one, the only, Austin! Yes, I'm here, and... uh... Hi, Austin. You should get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not for too long, though, because I'll be back away. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're in, in studio. <laughs> we, are, we, we are in studio. Yeah. We are recording correctly this time, because last time you were here, we still didn't record together. No, it no. was very strange it was for very all strange, of us. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, hey, well, welcome back to the Sticks. I hope you're enjoying your, your visit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, are you? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, I don't blame you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. I'm ready um, to go back to the place where I have a full tilt espresso machine. <laughs> yeah. So how is that, by the way? Because uh, oh, you're waiting for that last episode. Fucking fantastic. Is it? Yes, I have mastered making a latte, but not the latte art. I have not mastered no. that yet. Uh, other than that, how are you? Have how have you been? I've been good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like I don't know if I've been able to blink this week. I've had so much work to do. Oh, I was like, that sounds like a medical problem. Yeah. <laughs> you should seek help immediately. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> they put that. The Clockwork Orange thing on me, and I've been watching terrible movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Is that right? Yeah. That's interesting. No, not really. Yeah, I didn't think You don't so. know what that means anyway, do <laughs> No, you? I have no idea. <laughs> I was about to start Googling Clockwork it. Clockwork <laughs> Orange. Tom's never seen it. No. Oh, it's a movie. Yeah. Oh, it's a movie. Yeah. I got you. Look it up. Stanley I don't, Kubrick, you'd like I, it. I really don't want to. No. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to. Uh, the audience, let him have it. Let me have what? A have, cop, copy of the movie? No, just like. You know, get on them. Oh, they won't do that because they love me. Mm-hmm. Right, audience? Yeah, we're definitely not Team Tom on this one. <laughs> no? Hashtag Clockwork Orange is awesome. Hashtag Tom should see it. Uh, hashtag Beer Time. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can I can get behind that hashtag. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, I think, <laughs> hashtag Happy Hour Now. <laughs> yeah, for us, it's a... Uh, 
what? You know, we got a late start to this Hashtag one. Hashtag it's 9 o'clock somewhere. It's, it's, it's 9.30 here. <laughs> so I guess it's not 9 o'clock somewhere. Well, this is nobody, a one. There's no time zone that works in like increments of hour and a half. No. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. It's like no. you get you, you you leave at like 8 o'clock and all of a sudden you land and it's like 6.30. Yeah. And it's like, well, that wouldn't make any sense either. Well, if it were an even, if you teleported, if it were like a a, f- a full hour number of flight, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like if it was a three hour flight, and you're like, how is it? It's like you get off the airport, and you're like, it oh, it's six a.m. And somebody's corrects you, uh, wrong. Here on the island of Trumpolia, it's actually six thirty. Yeah, Trump, we're, Trumpolia. We're an hour and a half ahead of you, <laughs> <laughs> and one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> Everybody on the island gets $130,000 if you sleep with the president. And and complimentary white robe. <laughs> and complimentary white Russians. Oh, there you go. There you go. But not the dude's white Russians. And and the showers. Mm. Well, you don't have to you you know what the showers are going to be. Yeah. It's Let's just say we, the don't, answer is we don't have actual showers. <laughs> the answer is We pee. repurpose the bathroom from upstairs. Yes, we have. Becomes yeah. the shower downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful Trump Hotel in Trumpolia. <laughs> Uh, all right. Our first beer for today. Let's get this off on a good start here. <laughs> uh, hasn't already done that. We haven't. No. no oh, we, this okay. has been an interesting intro. All right. uh, it is from Victory. Victory. <laughs> I don't just know what in, that was. Just in case. Victory. Oh. Oh. Hey. It's okay. I'm Italian. I'm allowed to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Golden Monkey. Yeah. Uh, Belgian tr- style triple or tripel uh, with added <laughs> spice. And everything nice. <laughs> Powerpuff Girls? Uh, yeah, sure. I think that's a Powerpuff Girl thing. It isn't is it? a reference. I mean, it could be. Oh, yeah. the ABV is 9.5. Starting nice and light today, ladies yep. and gentlemen. Yep. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a triple. We're going to try it's it out. It's very clear and golden. Like. <laughs> Like Trump's showers. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Yeah. That was a bitch cheer. All Come right. on, let's try One this more again. time. <laughs> that was that sounds like the old text messages. <laughs> right. I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, that's good. Oh, it's so smooth for nine and a half yeah. ABV. It's a little more bitter than I remember. You think this is bitter? No, I don't think. I mean, it's it's more bitter than I remember. I don't think it's bitter, like compared to right actual bitter beer. Right, but, right, right. Yeah, you know, I like it. I don't. No, I like it's it. It's not a lot. overly hoppy. But I mean, compared to um, well, yeah, triple shouldn't be very hoppy at all. Oh, they shouldn't be. No, I but knew that. Like, like compared to Weyerbacher's, uh So Weyerbacher just likes to <laughs> fuck your face. <laughs> that's their that's their goal. It, I'm pretty sure that's their motto. It's like here at Weyerbacher, we fuck your throat. Yeah. That's all but whatever that is in German. <laughs> so before we start to uh, you know get into the topics, we actually have two new ratings and reviews to read. Wow, two. two. Yeah, I actually only thought we had one, but apparently we got one on Saturday. So Jesus. This is, yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, let me finish. <laughs> well, I, you know, I assume not something I hear very often. <laughs> this is gonna be a weird episode. Um, Oh, we, we call this section Tom's Tickle. <laughs> this is Tom's Tickle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty sure we stole that, but that's okay. 
They don't Stole care. that from our appearance. <laughs> I guess so. It was about us. Uh, the first comment is from D Pineda eighty eight. Hmm. Who could that be? <laughs> I can't imagine who that would be. Hi, Dan. Uh, Dan is one of our friends and patrons. Uh, also one of the co-hosts of Ride the Pine podcast and the Singlet um, Club. Club podcast. So uh, yeah, check those two out. <laughs> um, his uh, the title of this comment is a must listen. <laughs> Who wrong already? Let's <laughs> gonna say liar. <laughs> <laughs> this is an amazing podcast that even people who don't follow politics will enjoy. Well, one of the most entertaining podcasts I've ever listened to, and I'm proud to call Austin and Tom my friends. <laughs> friend zoned. Keep up the great work, <laughs> and I want nothing but the best for you guys. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Friends. <laughs> My new cover. My new, band. God damn it! No, that was so going to be mine. Oh, you stole that from me. You stupid I think, bastard! I think that's an instant cover band. <laughs> but stop! Not going to do your job for you, Joe. No. Um, the next one actually comes from somebody called Dutch wants a nine ball option. Uh, it's entitled Politics, Religion, and Beer. Sign me up. Uh, three of my favorite topics. Can't wait to listen to the rest of the episodes. Progressives can truly unite with Tom and Austin. Give them a listen. Thank you, uh, Dutch. Or is your last name wants a nine ball option? So should I call you Mr. Wants a nine ball option or Mr. Dutch? Mr. Wants a nine ball option. <laughs> the Chinese prime minister. <laughs> uh, thank you, gentlemen. Or ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure. I'm guessing that would be a gentleman, but uh, for the comments and the reviews. And if you want your comment read live on our show, you just got to go to iTunes and leave us a comment. Live-ish. Live-ish, yeah. yeah. Everything that we do is ish. Yeah. Uh, leave us a comment, uh, five stars only. We won't read four or lower. And uh, yeah, we'll read it at the beginning of the show, well, just like we did now. We say that, but if, I got, if there was a one star that made me laugh, I might read it. But it would have to be genuine, because I can tell. Yeah, I can tell when people are trying to be funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw you. I see you people. Yeah, you're not funny. Even though it's a podcast and you don't really see anything, so. you definitely don't see. Well, I see you. But it's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right, so it's okay to be wrong. Don't worry yeah. about it. I'm used to it by now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Remember, I used to be a Republican. <laughs> I'm so used to being wrong. <laughs> I'm surprised that you like to admit that. Nobody said I like to. Admit it. <laughs> I just do admit it. <sighs> Wrong. <laughs> no, that's not wrong. It's so right. Uh, it's so right, like the beautiful skin on Ivanka. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think with that, it is time to enter the Trump report. Oh. <laughs> that sounds especially wrong now. Have I done a good job? Have I done a good job? Not at all. Probably the least of anybody you've ever met. There's nobody that understands the horror better than me. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. It's your fault. You did this to yourself. I know. Our first story. It's coming from the HuffingtonPost.com. Fake news. Your fake news. It's the fakest news. Your fake news. I'm not fake. Your fake news, Austin. I'm not You're fake. Fucking ah, yes, you are. Okay. Okay. So fuck off. That's <laughs> <laughs> entitled Trump unbelievably rips Democrats for immigrant kids being separated from parents. Now, before we start, 
it's probably good to note. <laughs> I didn't know your voice could reach that pitch. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Democrats did not create this rule, this law. Uh, wrong. <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Look, uh-huh. the, the Democrats, they there. got together and what they're like, they? we need to yeah. separate all of the families oh, yeah? of the Mexicans mm-hmm. that we want to stay here. Democrats? Yeah. yeah. They did that and they were like, let's build a wall. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, that would be irresponsible. Okay. Right. We should have a giant blimp. Yeah. And that would go around and we could have advertisements on it. It would be well, the most amazing blimp you've right. ever seen. Yeah, the blimp. I heard yeah. that. That's, uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, an actual tweet from the Donald. Put pressure... Should I read it like Trump? Yeah, I think you have to. Okay. I think you have to read it like Trump. Put pressure on the Democrats to end the horrible law that separates children from their parents. The one I made. <laughs> Once they cross the border into the U.S. Catch and release. He actually says catch and release. Lottery and chain That's must... Tom, they like me. animals. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm reading, Mr. Latino. Be, uh, be quiet before I deport you. <laughs> Lottery and chain <laughs> must go. <laughs> must also go with it, and we must continue building the wall. It's hey, a, you don't have to scream. It's it in like caps. That. Yes, Is you it do. In caps. Yes, Democrats are protecting MS-13 thugs. Also in caps, because that is the way to yell on the internet. <laughs> what just, is it? What was it with him and the MS thirteen? I, I I don't know. They probably fucking stiffed him on a crack deal or something. Or is it coke? They do cocaine. Is that their thing? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Um, but that's an actual tweet that he said. Uh, put pressure on the Democrats to end the horrible law that separates children from their parents once they cross the border. Um, the article That's starts. Stupid. The article starts off by saying President Donald Trump has bashed the Democrats for a hugely controversial policy created by bigly controversial the Trump administration. <laughs> I know separating undocumented immigrant par- or children from their parents. He urged Americans in a Saturday morning tweet to put pressure on the Democrats. Despite what Trump tweeted, there is no Despite law. Uh, what? what? <laughs> 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 Despite what Trump tweeted, it's hard enough for me to read. <laughs> there is no law requiring children to be separated from their parents. No law. The separation policy was adopted by the Trump administration, his own administration. It was uh, underscored by the in Democrats. a speech. <laughs> no, in a speech in early May by Attorney General. Made by Attorney General, Democrat. <laughs> Jeff Sessions is a Democrat. Yeah. A KKK wheel of Democrat. He's a Dixiecrat. Oh, he's a Dixiecrat. Like the old Democrats. Oh, right, right, right. So you yeah, um, know my history. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you are on your way f- to a doctorate nobody, from Trump University. Nobody has more knowledge in hysterectomy than I do. <laughs> Not while I'm drinking. I expected you to say history. <laughs> I have a degree in hysterectomy. <laughs> Oh God, we hope not. <laughs> you know, I I think I think you know you fucked up when Henry Winkler goes on Twitter and tweets at you saying what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. When Henry Winkler is like, this is not a good idea. <laughs> this is this is not a not a good thing. What do you make of this, Austin? Because this is fucking ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Well, I think um it's a good distraction. Is that what you think this is? Well, no, maybe not a good time. It's not a good district. <laughs> but that's what he's trying to do. You think so? Shift the blame. You know, don't acknowledge my mistakes. Right, right. And my fans will eat it up. Uh-huh. 
look, I could shoot a guy on Fifth Avenue if they let me back in New York. It's, it's such a crazy, and, isn't there <laughs> such a crazy concept though? Yeah. It's like think about think about you're in a world where you can pass whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> And then just blame someone else. Yeah. And it works. Yeah, I know. And your base fully says, what? The Democrats are responsible for this? Yeah. At first, they were probably like, <laughs> separate the Mexicans. And then all of a sudden, when Trump said, this is a horrible thing that the Democrats are doing, all of a sudden, Republicans are they're sympathetic. Yeah. You can't do this to these kids. No. They're the so, Democrats are so bad. They're so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. All the children <laughs> whose lives have been ruined by Russiagate. Or whatever we want to call it. Yeah, spy, spy gate the or lie gate. Lie gate now. We're lie on, we're gate. on lie gate. Yeah. Lie, rye, <laughs> whiskey, and buy gate. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know. The teleprompter went out. I don't know what to say. Lock him up. Lock him up. Sometimes it seems like that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. It's like all of a sudden, because you'll yeah. see in the middle of a speech, he's obviously reading because he's struggling. It's like yeah. I am here to tell. What's that word? Oh, you. This yeah. and then I just want to mention that yeah. Obama created Ebola. Yeah. That's why his name is Obama. Yeah. It, it rhymes sounds with like Ebola. Ebola. Yeah, it's just like it in Kenya. <laughs> That's why he's from Kenya. Yeah. By the way, because it's an us sound at the end. <laughs> By the way, um, oh, like the sound I make. We have. <laughs> Never mind, I don't go. We have. We have one listener from Kenya. Oh, thank so you. So thank yeah. you, Obama. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in every yeah. week. Uh, <sighs> thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah, thanks for an actual decent presidency yeah, and low stupid. gas rates and stuff like stupid that. Stupid, good stuff he did. <laughs> no, I enjoy paying more money at the at the gas. Oh, pump. who doesn't? It's really fun. That's why I moved to the city. <laughs> What's a? I was well, like, fuck yeah, so you, gas. <laughs> now, even though you don't drive around in the city, what is? How much is gas if you go to a oh. gas station in the city? Well, first I'd have to find a gas station, which yeah, seems like many. a task. Yeah. I bet it's probably over four dollars. Over four bucks, yeah, I imagine. But you just don't need it. No, right? No. I remember when I lived in Boston, there was like one gas station, and I used to get ice from it. <laughs> really? Yeah, because they had ice. It's like, and uh, I, the apartment like the, I lived in had a little tiny. They had uh, you, ice maker. A, a Latino guy went to ice. Yes, I went to ice, <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, Holmes, <laughs> you can't deport me, man." <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> half of me can. <laughs> the good half. <laughs> That was really good too. <laughs> it was like Tuco. <laughs> mm. uh, our next story <laughs> comes from the San Francisco Chronicle dot com. Mm. SF Chronicle. I'm pretty sure the San Francisco Chronicle is the one that uh, the Zodiac Killer would send letters to. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I didn't know Ted Cruz was related oh, yeah, I was to this. Say, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ted Cruz. <laughs> my apologies, Mr. Cruz. Um, I forgot to you know give you credit for your work. My original article was a few months old, so Austin mm. was like, "No, the original article was a year old." <laughs> uh, that's still a few months. Okay. <laughs> a few good months. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's you can't handle the truth. <laughs> so from the San Francisco Chronicle. Ted Cruz's uh, favorite paper. It is. Trump remaking federal policy on women's reproductive health. Um, yeah, this one is literally from three hours ago. So it's as new as new can go. It's a um, three-hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> the Trump administration is remaking government policy on reproductive health, moving to limit access to birth control and abortion and bolstering abstinence. Only sex 
education. <laughs> so, isn't there a... They should have taught that to the Trump clan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Isn't there a, a Family Guy episode where they, they... Maybe it might not be Family Guy, but they couldn't have sex because they were in an abstinence-only program, and uh, they started having sex with each other's ear? Yeah. That was Family Guy? Remember yep. that episode? Yeah. Is that what they mean? Because every time I think of abstinence-only, that's all they think about is... Fucking, fucking somebody in the ear. Ears. Yeah. Ear fucker. Ear fucker. <laughs> ear, fucker. ear fucker? Yeah. Who the f the oh, you know what? That's it. I'm I'm doing this one. Okay, go ahead. It's a Def Leppard cover band. The ear fucker? Yeah. Mm. Because every time I listen to their songs, my uh, ears bleed. <laughs> I was thinking maybe Guar. Of course you were thinking <laughs> of a band that no one's ever fucking heard of. Everybody's heard of Guar. No one's heard of Guar. Okay. Everybody what the fuck is Guar? They're like an industrial heavy metal band. That... No one has heard of Guar. Okay. I don't like them very much, though. Because they don't exist. <laughs> of course you don't like them. <laughs> when I ran for office, I pledged to stand for life, Donald Trump said. In a recent speech with uh, to the Susan B. Anthony list, which backs political candidates who oppose abortion. I've heard lots of stuff about Susan B. Anthony. Mm -hmm. She's a great, great girl. Got a nice ass. Oh, and uh, uh, Mr. I Trump, hear she's doing great work, Mr. Trump. People are recognizing it more and more, Mr. Trump. That's she not... and Frederick Douglass are oh, great God. people. Oh my God! Somebody cut the mic! We... Somebody cut the mic! <laughs> Somebody cut the mic! <laughs> it's getting worse. And then we... here's Steve Bannon. Yeah! yeah. Thank you, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. But shut up now. <laughs> you yeah. need to get medical treatment. Your skin is literally falling off your face. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like melting. Yeah. It's like melting. Yeah, it is. Um, and as president, that's exactly what I've done. And I've kept my promise. And I think everyone kept here fully promise. understands that. Fully understands. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> most of the changes involve rules and regulations under the administration's direct control, such as a proposal to forbid federally funded family oof, planning clinics. From referring women to or for abortions and separately allowing more employers who cite moral or religious reasons to opt out of no cost birth control for women workers. Yeah, that'll show them. Make them have stupid babies that they can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't understand what the fascination with especially Republicans. Some Democrats, mm -hmm. but mostly Republicans. I'll mention. <laughs> Uh, it's weird, like these corporate Democrats, the names get stuck in my throat yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I just don't understand what the obsession is with trying to control women. And and, and even by controlling well, them in this pathetic way. Like, Yeah, well, it's interesting because I, <laughs> um, I saw an argument play out. It was he had posted something about um, pro-choice. Okay. And some right-wing you know, person who's obviously a friend of his or something, <clears throat> they go back and forth. And finally, he's like the other guy says... Like, well, if it is the case where the mother is pregnant, you know, through rape or I guess maybe it was just rape. I can't okay. remember. Sure. Like Incessant it wasn't, guessing. yeah, it wasn't her choice to have, uh, like it wasn't her choice to have sex. So I guess abortion's okay then. And I'm thinking there it is. That's what you're, you don't object to. What you want to do is control women and tell them when they can and cannot have sex. Exactly. That's what you want. Exactly. That's what it all boils down to. It's like, I'm glad somebody finally admitted it. Yeah. Like, even yeah. though he probably doesn't know he admitted it. No, they. they I yeah. bet you that's a talking point amongst most people who are pro-life. It's like, oh, yeah. well, no, you can't have abortions unless you get raped. Yeah. Like, you can't say well, some, that. Some of them don't even say that. That, that is true. Some are like, that is, true. that is a gift from God. Yeah. The rape. 
Don't you think the rape is a gift? From it's God? There, there's two types. It seems like there's at least two types of people who uh, fight the pro-choice. Yeah. One is the people who fight uh, Planned Parenthood, and one is who fight the actual act of abortion. Yeah. The people who fight Planned Parenthood are probably the stupidest people in the world because oh, yeah. I don't think they understand at all what Planned Parenthood is no. and what it does. It's not a place you just go spread your legs and get an abortion. No. It provides you with but medical it's like help. Less, it's like less than 3% of them actually get right. abortions. Yeah, yeah, what they do is they provide help. They provide psych- uh, psychiatric evaluations to make sure that you can and you should. And medical care. And medical simple, care, like yeah. actual yeah. You're providing a safe haven. So if you're arguing that, you're just stupid. The people who are against abortion, I think you made a perfect point. It's only good because uh, until you can control the women. Yeah. That's all it is, is a way well, to control well, women. Well, basically, they're saying, like, if you are so slutty to have sex with somebody, right. you should and then you have get that. pregnant, you should have to be right. punished. Like, that's what it is. But it's I mean, a punishment for having sex, and that's what they want. They want to punish women for some reason. I... I it's a, it's an unfortunate situation that old men get to decide what women can do with their bodies or oh, trying yeah. to yeah. trying to because we people seem to also forget that the Supreme Court, which is almost it seems like it's almost impossible to overturn a Supreme Court decision. It's not impossible, but it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Um, it's already passed and it's it's legalized. So yeah. that's why I don't like to have that discussion. We never ask. Are the candidates who come on the show, are you pro-life or pro-choice? Not just because we know they're going to be pro-choice, no. but because it doesn't fucking matter. No, it does not. Because it's the, that is the law of the land. The law of the land says you can have an abortion. Yeah. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. Stop penalizing states for allowing abortions. Yeah. It doesn't do anything but control women. <laughs> Our next story <laughs> comes from Business Insider, and this is an unfortunate story to even talk about it's none of your business insider <laughs> i am very very upset that we even have to talk about this um the man with probably the greatest voice ever has now been accused of uh some forms of sexual assault mm. and that man is morgan freeman now by now by by friday the one you when you were all listening to this, this is old news, but when it happened right in between weeks, so yeah. like all the amazing stuff always does, I guess. <laughs> uh Austin, this one hurts. And it makes it makes through the wormhole sound a little stranger. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's so bad. That was his show. It's that's, called Through the Wormhole. I know with Morgan Freeman. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, eight. Seven years ago, when I saw her standing there on the side of the <laughs> stop, road, stop, stop! I thought to myself, mm, "She's a good look." <laughs> oh my First of all, your Morgan Freeman voice is pretty good. I got to admit, that's actually pretty good. Not the greatest, but it's definitely not near the worst. That's really good. Uh, eight women, eight women have accused actor Morgan Freeman of you think inappropriate. He, do you behavior. think he'll narrate his own documentary about when he goes to prison? <laughs> I'm just well, there's it's the story has evolved since we first talked about it and heard about it. I'm um, sorry, Tom, I don't believe in evolution. He, <laughs> he apologized on Thursday but denied the allegations in a fresh statement on Friday, which he said, I did not create unsafe work environments. I did not assault women. I did not offer employment or advancement in exchange for sex. And any suggestion that I did is completely false. Hmm. I've heard a statement like that before. Yeah? By who? <clears throat> By a certain president of the United States in 1996, <laughs> I think it was. Oh. That was- I uh, did not have uh, sexual relations with that woman. That I want was the American people to know. John F. Kennedy. Yep. Okay. 
That's not what your secretary can do for you. Because <laughs> she's my secretary. <laughs> I don't know if that's going. Sure. Uh, yeah, after- but Bill Clinton said the same thing. He's yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, I did not. And then he totally did. <laughs> well, so... Uh, all right, I'm going to read a little bit from this, and then we'll we'll discuss a little bit more in, in uh, completion here. Actor Morgan Freeman said on Friday, any suggestion he assaulted women or created an unsafe workplace is false, and apologized to anyone he may have upset. Um, after yeah, but the thing is, reported. how would he know that? What do you mean? Like, how would he know if he created an, like an uncomfortable or unsafe work environment? That's a good point. Because he obviously doesn't think he did anything wrong. Right. So he doesn't know. Right. It's up that's to the point. people he worked with to say whether it was like... I have to say, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, the accusations against the Oscar-winning act- Oscar actor are the latest in a torrent against male actors, filmmakers, and agents that have um, roiled uh, Hollywood since October 2017, leading in some cases uh, to resignations, uh, to haltings of projects. And not roiled like the royal wedding. No, no, which was also kind of bullshit. Yeah. Uh, similar accusations... Uh, you, you know, have gone through Harvey Weinstein and and uh, what's his name, Kevin Spacey, and a bunch of others. Um, True. <laughs> <laughs> CNN, CNN reported on Thursday that, <laughs> that it spoke with 16 people as a part of its, its investigation into the 80 year old actor. He's 80. I didn't realize he's I've been 80. on the he's earth for 80 years. He's looked like that for fucking 60 years. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, some of whom... Now what's in your wallet? Uh, also, alleged inappropriate <laughs> behavior. condom. <laughs> I don't think that works anymore. That's part... Maybe that's part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, what a weird show this is. <laughs> it is. It's a weird one. Uh, he said, I am devastated that 80 years of my life is at risk of being uh, undermined. Well, it's not 80. You were an actor. Yeah, it's probably like 40. Let's say, yeah. <laughs> so you didn't come out of the, the fucking womb with that narration <laughs> voice. It's like, say, in your, Hello, in that, doctor. In that, <laughs> in that voice. I swear to God, if you touch my fanny. <laughs> so in that voice, think of like infant Morgan Freeman with the exact same, <laughs> same voice, voice saying, and he leaves the womb. Say yeah. <laughs> Say something along those lines. I'm now through the wormhole <laughs> with Morgan Freeman, <laughs> and so begins his eighty apparent eighty year yeah. career. Now, if I if I'm correct, Austin, mm-hmm. people have not said that he's touched or grabbed or, um, s- you know, suggested. Hey, I'm not a hundred percent sure because I didn't. I haven't really followed the story. Nah, to be me neither. But uh, it, it seems a lot of it is verbal. Yeah. And a lot of like creepy looks and stuff like that. Which, by the way, it's yeah, still, still sexual abuse. Yeah. abuse. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And we actually had this, we had a debate with, um, we had this debate <laughs> with, um, when we went on Voices of the Underground, a podcast that we were just on uh, this past week. Um, it's still sexual abuse. You don't have to grab someone by the pussy to no. have sexual abuse. Look, I guess. look, you just grab, they let you, they let you, they let you do it. If you're a star, they let you do it. Freeman. They, if you have good ratings, they let you do it. Dip in China. <laughs> Freeman, whose career has spanned 50 years uh, and more than 100 movies, won an Oscar in 2005. Best, best, best See, wow. I'm surprised it's only 100. It, it seems, seems like, like he it does a lot 100 more. movies a year. A year? <laughs> like he's in everything. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's enough of the article. But what I've, do you think I've of this? I've traversed all space and time. Sexually assaulting women as I go. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. no. No, it's really sad. 
Of course. I mean, obviously it's sad. It's very sad. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't shock me, well, basically. Do you, do you think he did? Do oh, you think... yeah. I'm sure he did. Yeah. And and, and I, I think he did, too. Because... And I think it's because people don't, like, he, he doesn't realize what makes other people uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people are like that. And, and I think that was kind of at the heart of that discussion we were having on that podcast. Yeah. Like, you need to see beyond yourself. To realize that maybe you do something that you think is, uh, you know, it's not that big a deal. Right, right, right. Something like, that almost seems natural, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, it, it's like... Like the, how we joke with each other. Right. You know. But like, if you do that to somebody else... Yeah, you don't know how they're yeah. going to react. And you can't assume that everybody's going to be okay with it. No. I don't, I don't have this kind of communication with everybody that I talk to. No. Because no. I know I know what I can joke with you. No. I know what I can say and what's going to go over and how it's going to work. No. If I go and I just talk to a friend that I don't really talk to that often, I'm not going to talk like that. No. And and, and, and that's why I think he did it. And, yeah. and I look and for consistency. The thing is, like, and that too, like there's the whole added thing of the power dynamic. Right. Absolutely. Where he's, you know, maybe the most powerful actor. In life. If not the most, yeah. definitely one of. One yeah. of. And so, you know, there's this guy who's coming on to you. Yeah. And he could you break do? your career. You're not going to fucking say anything. Yeah. And and the thing and is. And it's a huge risk if you do. Yeah. And, and we know it works that way because look at. Exactly. Look yeah. at what Weinstein did. Yeah. I mean, he used that. He as, just, he's going to jail. Yeah. But he used sexuality as a weapon. He did. And uh, and, and listen, I look And I'm for, not saying that Morgan Freeman did that. No. I'm it, just it, saying that you have to see it from that point. Like, you, like if you're a woman, you don't know. Right. When you go into that situation, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's sad. Yeah. It's just sad. And it's not sad for Morgan Freeman, by the way. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't. In this situation, <laughs> no. I don't give a fuck about Morgan Freeman. I, I'm more concerned about the eight women yeah, who no, were I abused. Agree. I agree. And yeah. it's it's sad that it keeps happening, no. but I'm also kind of happy that they're finally come. It's finally. Well, and it seems it's like there's finally up, yeah. consequences. Yeah. Like, if this didn't come out and Morgan Freeman's next movie comes out, we're celebrating him. Yeah, maybe. Well, it depends on what it is. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, you know yeah, what I mean. I no one's going to talk shit like, about oh, Morgan look, Freeman. He made another movie. He was in fucking Bruce Almighty. It's a garbage movie. Nah. But he was in it and no nah. one trash talks him for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's because he played God. A black God, yeah. Nah. It, was in- it was incredible. Black God. It was incredible. It was great. And he's a perfect role for him. Yeah. Because he's perfect <clears throat> at everything when it comes to acting. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, the good thing is, Austin. Oh, good thing. Like there, it. There is a good thing. Um, do you want to know what that good thing is? I would love to know if you ever get there. <laughs> so, moving on from one hero in American pop culture to another hero in American pop culture. Roseanne. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I see you're using the word hero very loosely. <laughs> <laughs> very loosely. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't paid attention, batshit crazy Roseanne Barr has become even more unhinged and batshit crazy. <laughs> so d- let's backtrack a little bit to the Roseanne Barr story, okay? Okay. She creates a pretty popular- <laughs> Sounds like a Lifetime movie. <laughs> it might be yeah. soon. Yeah. It probably yeah. is already in works. Yeah. Uh, she creates a show- <laughs> It's the one woman they won't paint in a flattering light. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, maybe it's Lifetime. <laughs> um- Women good, men bad. <laughs> she, she creates a very popular show in the nineties. Yeah, it I was guess no, it was popular. It was a very popular show. Yeah. You cannot deny it, that. It pains me to say that because it, like, well, it's one of those things. Like when Trump got elected, it makes you admit, like, wow, there are a well, lot of really dumb people in this listen, country. I've watched, I watched several episodes of the original Roseanne, and it's it's nothing like apparently the way it it was 
when it rebooted oh, recently. Yeah. Nothing like that. At least from the few episodes I saw, it was more like 90s sitcom. You expect what you expect, but more like redneck version of that sitcom, okay? Um, God, this country's so dumb. <laughs> ABC announced two months ago that they were bringing Roseanne back. And people, the fans were pretty excited. And then the first episode aired. I know. I can't believe it was fans. Like, they were super excited. Yeah. Uh, and then that first episode aired, and she was a Trump supporter. Which, if anybody, <clears throat> like, if they had been following her at all. During the election, you they would have known that. Yeah, yeah. but th- what's confusing to me, and I had to look this up because I thought I was just tripping, Austin. Okay. I thought she ran for president as a Green Party candidate. Well, so, she didn't. She ran under the something in Freedom Party. She ran in the Green Party, too. Yeah, I know, but she lost. She did. Yeah. And But the fact that she ran for president as a Green Party member... Mm-hmm. When I, I I didn't pay attention to her campaign because it's the Green Party. Um, <laughs> it was also not this past election. It was like it was two, three, I yeah. think two or three elections ago. It was a it was, while ago. I think it was oh eight. The Obama it might have been yeah. yeah. Um, but Austin, like, it I also just, makes you question the Green Party. It's like, <laughs> what do you guys yeah, have in that? It party? might. Look, here's the thing, and I know I'm going to offend some people when I say this, but the Green Party's been around for a long time, and it hasn't gotten shit done. No. The Democratic Socialists of America have only been around for, I think, since this past election. Like, oh, really? Is it that Like, new? as far as a major organizing force. Right. And they've already won in states all over the country. Oh, have they? They've won state-level seats, right. yeah. And they're on school boards, and they're on city councils all over the yeah. country. How many Greens? Not a many. A couple. I know Vermont So honestly, if you too. want if you want progressive policy, yeah. hop in with the DSA because right. the Greens have been around for well, a long time and they're not doing shit. And you make a good point. This kind of this kind of concerns me. And they had me. fucking Roseanne. Roseanne taking um, on Jill Stein. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Jill Stein ended up winning and the the huge controversy at the time after reading into this yeah. was that Jill Stein wouldn't take Roseanne to be the vice presidential pick. <laughs> Which means that at least Jill Stein, you know, somewhat sane. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, what ended up happening was um, the show caused quite a bit of controversy. Trump got on board with it because it was pro-Trump. Uh, Look, she got such great ratings. Such great ratings being pro-Trump. <laughs> Everybody's pro-Trump. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Every, everyone. Yeah. They're not. It's fake news. Fake news. <laughs> fake news. Lock them up. Fake news. Continue, Timmy. Um, Tom, but that's okay. Shout out um, to me. <laughs> so everything was actually going pretty well for Roseanne, but on Tuesday, this past <laughs> I think week, it's a relative. <laughs> that all came crashing she was still down. Roseanne. <laughs> According to New York Times, uh, ABC abruptly canceled Roseanne hours after Miss Barr and the show star and co created or co creator posted a racist tweet about Valerie Jarrett, an African American woman who uh, was a senior advisor to Barack Obama throughout his presidency and considered one of the most influential aides to Obama. Miss Barr wrote, if the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals VJ, Valerie Jarrett. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Now, um, Roseanne ended up apologizing right after. Oh, so sincerely. Very sincerely by saying something along the lines like, um, I'm sorry, now I'm leaving Twitter or something like that. And yeah. that was it. It was a one-line response. Yeah, no, but then she came back. She did with a big apology, more scripted, more, you know. No, but then she came back after that and started going after her co-stars. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is that? And I going, didn't see that. And going, look, Bill Maher called uh, um, Trump 
said his father was an orangutan. Uh-huh. Like, that's the same thing. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, and, I did see that. <laughs> good. Go after Bill Marks. I don't like him either. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Some of the left was upset about that. Oh. I wasn't. I wasn't too upset. <laughs> it was probably Peter Dow and <laughs> his friends. Uh, Ro- Roseanne's official apology. I apologize to Valerie Jarrett and to all Americans. I am truly sorry for making a bad joke about her politics really and her looks. I should have known better. Forgive me. My joke was in bad taste. That was her official apology. And then she goes on the Twitter spree um, yelling at everybody yeah. else. The funny thing is that Bill Maher defended her like a couple months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> like was that saying, doesn't you know, surprise me, Austin. Oh, you have a hit show. And he was just asking her like. Oh, she was on the show? No, but oh. he was he was addressing her. Okay. Because I guess they used to know each other. And he's like, so, but come on, you have to admit that if, you know, Holy shit. by yeah. the end of a year or whatever, if it's not better, you have to admit that Trump was a bad right. choice. Um, This is crazy. You're going to fucking throw up when I tell you this. Nah, Roseanne will probably finish the 2017-2018 television season as the number three rated show behind only two NBC programs Sunday Night Football and This Is Us more than 18 million people on average watch Roseanne this season yeah I know 18 million I know stupid fucking people that's That's, I think that's his entire base yeah well this is what I'm saying this is when you have to admit and it's one of those things that we don't like to admit but like a large part of this country is a lot stupider than you realize it has to be that's proof right there yeah that's gotta be yeah it, I mean, what can you say? I th- nothing. T- I tell you what, that show's not going over in the UK. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's going anywhere. Yeah. It's not going Canada. Yeah, no. But you know, oh, patriotic, wrap yourself in a flag, Trump supporters. Yeah, <laughs> you are trying. You are rallying to support Roseanne, who once <laughs> butchered yeah. the national anthem, oh, the yeah. one that you're so angry yeah. that people kneel during, yeah. and then after spit on the field and grabbed her crotch. Yeah. I remember so that. So I'm just saying. I remember that. And to be honest, that really doesn't bother me that much. It doesn't bother me either. <laughs> no. It doesn't bother me at all. But neither does kneeling. So don't be a hypocrite. Right. But they're going to be. Oh, but, of course But they're, they're going to be. Because it's black people who are kneeling. No. Which we didn't even actually talk about that. That's no. the one subject that we could have talked about. Well, you can go listen to the other show if you want to hear it. Yeah, it was on that. Voices of the Underground. We, yeah. we talked about it in depth there. Um you want uh, you want a general consensus uh, of what we what we what we think on the subject? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, one, two, three. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck you, NFL. Yeah. Um, and I hope it fails. And good good job on the New York Jets who, for once. Who are owned by the Johnsons, who are Trump supporters. They said they will they will gladly take the fines well, from the, for the players. The son did right. Yeah, but he's currently the owner. I know because what's John- the father doing? He's uh, ambassador to the UK for the United States. Yeah. Yeah. For the for Trump administration. Okay. So let's not give him too much credit. It's still his son. I know. They have to be in the same fucking mindset. Not necessarily. I think so. No. I think so. I know a lot of families who have much different opinions on things. Oh, man, that would be funny if no. like Woody comes back, he's like, bruh. Yeah, really? What are you doing? Really? My team is bad and now we have to pay fines. <laughs> but there is interesting. There was audio that leaked from um uh, Jerry Jones's testimony. Oh no! Because there's an ongoing lawsuit. Colin Kaepernick is claiming that there was collusion within the NFL to keep him out of a job. Oh really? And there's leaked audio of Jerry Jones saying that um, the one reason he was trying to make sure the owners didn't uh, consider Kaepernick and try to pass this rule was that Trump was telling him personally that he's not going to let it go. 
the whole national anthem thing. Oh. And that is illegal because the president cannot direct a business right. to do anything. Right. So we'll see How if about that's, that? that's yeah. interesting. We'll see if that's another thing they add to yeah. the charges or if it just gets ignored like all the other stuff he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. A lot of a lot of shit happened this week. How about that? Yeah, I know. What a surprise. A, a busy news week. Yeah, yeah. Um well this went on a lot longer than we probably anticipated. Yeah. 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 So we're gonna take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Refresh our beers, which have been dry for a couple minutes yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Uh and Austin will uh have the bigly topic right bigly bigly topic bigly topic, bigly right? topic about food and desserts about food and desserts. <laughs> i actually have no idea what food desert is yeah i know so i'm looking that's forward why to i it. picked it i was like okay. tom won't know what this i have is. no fucking clue <laughs> so we'll be right back after this short message from our sponsors that don't exist yeah. Welcome back to the Dowcast. Uh, <laughs> the Dowcast. Oh, Peter Dow, mm. hero, American hero. <laughs> he is. I love him. He's he's cute too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cute. He looks like a volleyball with hair. <laughs> I was gonna go with a with a, like a gerbil. Like he just his lips seem like. He's the first time like Tom gerbil. Hanks met him, he cried and called him Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> My father's name was Spalding Dow. <laughs> I can see that, too. <sighs> Our next beer is from the Erie Brewing Company. Oh, uh, spooky. It, it, <laughs> what? <laughs> Because it's eerie. Oh. <laughs> oh. Clever. Um, this is their- I've had better. Old Red- I've heard that before. <laughs> old, old Red Cease and Desist. It's, it says- Why would they call it that? It says it's We Heavy Ale. <laughs> um, Don't do the accent. Yeah. We, we Heavy Ale. No. What is we? Is that English? Is that- no, It's French. Oh, it's French. We, oh, whatever. No one likes the French. <laughs> no, I think it's just it is kidding. English, yeah. Just kidding to our one French listener. Um, the ABV in this is ten point one, which might explain why we're loopy. We haven't had it yet, though. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we actually haven't, but we haven't had it. Okay. Uh, it's red. It's like a reddish uh, color, isn't it? Well, it is red. Season. What was it called? Red. Old red. Old oh, red. it is called Old Red Season to yeah. It smells fruity. I like it. I like the smell a lot. I'm actually yeah. really excited. Okay. That does Ten, smell good. 10.1. Never had this one, right, Austin? No. All no. Right. Let's give it a go. That's better. Oh, not better. Not better. Mm. Hmm. It's so, interesting. That was uh, that was an interesting little of right of emotions I just had. <laughs> I tasted it originally. I'm like, oh, that's good. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, hmm, hmm. what is that? And then all of a sudden, the the, the I drank it. I was like, ooh. And then the aftertaste is like, ha. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that is strange. So basically, it can be summed up as ooh, uh, ooh, ah. <laughs> it did it again. No. So the original taste that I'm getting is a little fruity kind of taste mm. but light kind Not of shocking, fruit yeah. um and then it's almost like a medicine-y kind of feel 
It does have that like syrupy bitterness. Yeah. It does, right? Yeah. But then the aftertaste is like. But then it's like floral. Yeah. 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 That's a weird beer. Okay, eerie. I like it odd. though. Do you like it? <laughs> I do. But it's um odd. Okay. But I like it. But it's odd. I like it. But it's odd. But yeah. I like it. But it's odd. He does like odd things. But I like it. Oh but my it's God, odd. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's like the last it. time we watch a YouTube video before we do the show. <laughs> I believe that no. Austin uh, fucked up last week. I, he didn't. I was just going to make fun of him for not having a uh, a Bigly topic. I didn't fuck up. We no. had the great, great Andrew Torres on. Yes. But by and the that way. That was the Bigly topic. It Trump's was. legal problems. It was. By the way, uh, the, Which one, none. One, one, one more thank you <laughs> yeah. for Andrew Torres because, uh, wow. Who's that totally was, listening? <laughs> you might be. No, I don't know. Yeah, me too. But, but yes, thank you, Andrew. <laughs> uh, but because we didn't have one last week, it is time for the Bigly topic. All right, I need to get in the right headspace because this is not a funny topic. This week, Fucker. our Bigly topic is food desert. <laughs> <laughs> and no, that's not a take place where you can take peyote and find yourself on finely ground up food. And it's also not just adding food to the word dessert, even though that would be entirely delicious. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. A food desert is defined as an area, especially one with low-income residents, that has limited access to affordable and nutritious food. Oh, so this is not a fun topic. No. <laughs> so in contrast, an area with supermarkets or vegetable shops is termed a food oasis. Okay. Which is the name of my new cover band. That's a good one. That That's definitely a good one. It's just oasis, but with fat guys. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I forgot Oasis was even a thing. Okay. Yeah, it is. Go yeah. on. Um, and now, we're, this is specifically talking about America. No this kidding. This is America. No kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, because you could think of like um, places where there isn't any food, well, good or true. bad. That's true. So, that is a totally different topic. This is in America. Okay. And, uh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Way to cut yourself off. Very Way, good. Yeah. yeah. I'm so good at this. Yeah. Uh, this has become a big problem because while food deserts are often short on whole food providers, not whole foods, mm -hmm. different thing, even though Amazon owns that now, especially fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh, instead, they are heavy on local quickie marts that provide a wealth of processed sugar and fat laden foods uh, that are known contributors to the nation's ob uh, obesity epidemic. Also known as a Friday night with Chris Christie. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> think he's at the quickie mart <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah probably every hour load it up load it up Sanjeev fill it up regular right. <laughs> and I met my belly <laughs> I want the fat stuff oh, yeah. give me that fat free crap of course remember the which really he shouldn't because that's just more sugar don't you remember when he the, the picture that surfaced he had the pizza in his hand and all the memes were starting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I got pizza for myself, but not my family. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris Christie, just because one person can hold it doesn't make it a personal pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what personal pizza is. Oh, Chris I have Christie. this nice 18-inch personal pizza. <laughs> By the way, we're not fat shaming. We just hate Chris Christie. Yeah. Austin and I are not people to talk about being in mm. shape. Go Although on. I don't walk around with giant uh, pizzas. Pizzas in hand, yeah. Especially at the security line <laughs> of, a, of an airport. No, no. That was his fucking flight no, dinner. No. All right, go on. Uh, the food desert problem has, in fact, become such an issue that the USDA has outlined a map of our nation's food deserts. Oh, my God. No way. Yeah. Um, so here's what an advocacy group, a food advocacy group said um, about it. And the advocacy group is food is power. Okay. So for anybody who wants to check out their whole, they actually have a pretty cool website. 
Um, here's what they said. For instance, according to a report prepared for Congress by the Economic Research Service of the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Uh, why does everything have such a long name? <laughs> the, the Earth of Eusta. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. About 2.3 million people, or 2.2% of all U.S. households, live more than one mile away from a supermarket and do not own a car. Uh, in urban areas, access to public transportation may help residents overcome the difficulties posed by distance, but economic forces have driven grocery stores out of many cities in recent years, so altogether, right. certain areas, um, making them so few and far in between that an individual's food shopping trip may require taking several buses or trains. In suburban and rural areas, public transportation is either very limited or unavailable, like here, where there is none, right. um, with supermarkets often many miles away from people's homes. The other defining characteristic of food deserts is socioeconomic. That is, they are most commonly found in communities of color and low-income areas, where many people don't have cars. Mm -hmm. Studies have found that wealthy districts have three times as many supermarkets as poor ones do. Huh. That white neighborhoods contain an average of four times as many supermarkets as predominantly black ones do. And that grocery stores in African-American communities are usually smaller with less selection. People's choices about what to eat are severely limited by the options available to them and what they can afford. And many food deserts contain an overabundance of fast food chains selling cheap, <laughs> quote unquote, meat. <laughs> oh, my God. And, it's in quotations. Yeah, it is in quotations. Oh, yeah. my God. And dairy-based foods that are high in fat, sugar, and salt. Right. Processed foods, such as snack cakes, chips, and soda, typically sold by corner delis, convenience stores, and liquor stores, are usually just as unhealthy. The federal government and uh, many state and city governments have tried to tackle the problem by offering tax incentives to grocery stores and uh, other companies to move into underserved areas. Uh, it's worked in some places, and grocery stores did move in, but the results were not quite what everyone wanted. <clears throat> so this is where um, a lot of people have a failure of understanding. Uh, here's what the New York Times author Margot Sanger-Katz wrote about the effect. In 2010... Uh, the Maracena section of the Bronx was what is commonly called a food desert. The low-income neighborhood in New York's least healthy county had no nearby grocery store and few places where its residents could easily buy fresh food. They had none? None. No places for that. Nope. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. That's why it was the target of a city tax incentive program designed to bring healthy food into underserved neighborhoods. In 2011, a 17,000-square-foot supermarket opened, aided by city money that paid some 40% of the cost of its construction. Wow. The neighborhood welcomed the addition and perceived access to healthy food improved, but the diets of the neighborhood's residents did not. This verdict comes from a study that compared shopping behavior in Mauriciana with uh, a neighborhood a mile away with similar demographic characteristics. Quote, there are not a lot of things that really change, said Brian Ebel, an author with a, and associate professor of medicine at New York University. Uh, consumption didn't really change. Purchasing didn't really change. So I think this is where we get into the heart of the issue, and it's also at the heart of a lot of issues that we talk about. It's not simply access to healthy foods that's the deciding factor. It's right. the affordability of the food. Sure. So anybody who's tried to eat healthier knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's not fucking cheap. It's <laughs> not. And it's, it's not just not cheap. It's it, you literally only get a, a small section to shop from. Exactly. Yeah. So it's 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 expensive and it's inconvenient. Yeah. And uh, so simply putting these stores into low income neighborhoods will not make a big difference. And I see the same thing happening with the healthcare debate. Uh, many politicians say that people deserve access to healthcare, 
But access means nothing. Right now, I have access to a multi-million dollar mansion. <laughs> but I can't buy it. Right? So right. the fact that I have access means literally nothing. Nothing, yeah. So sometimes politicians will throw the word affordable into the mix, but it seems that often they have no understanding of what truly affordable is. No. So Well, because to them, affordable is different than what's affordable to guy like you or me yeah well because they have fucking health care it's paid for it's not even just health care yeah. with just about anything everything yeah i yeah, know if you got money anything's a fucking affordable i know and they're complaining about not being able to afford apartments in this in uh dc oh i'm so sorry yeah i know so, such a shame so sorry i hope you go homeless you yeah. fucking pigs yeah sorry so-, <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps what we really need to do to make the healthy food much more affordable is subsidizing it this would not change things overnight for these communities. They have spent decades shopping at the same corner stores and fast food places, but it would be a start that they deserve and a much better effort on everybody's behalf to make it happen. So I think basically if we helped incentivize healthy foods and maybe tax unhealthy foods a little bit more, not much. Yeah. But if yeah, if you really made it so people could afford these foods, they're at the same price. Right. Because, you know, if you have <clears throat> healthy food at the same price as something that's not, right. you are, I think you're more likely to get it. I, I think so. Because what's the, the, I mean, the options are if, let's say, uh, uh, a trail mix. Because I, I notice trail mix a lot because I, I like trail mix, right? Yeah. Uh, you no, can, even that's not particularly healthy, but it's no, better than like but, yeah, Cheetos or something. So, but if you have trail mix... That's from a major company that is loaded with sugar and salt and all that. Or you could go organic. The organic and the non-GMO, the natural ones, are let's say like six, seven dollars a bag. Yeah. When the cheaper version is probably three dollars a bag. Yeah. Out of convenience and uh, affordability, you're going to go with the cheap one. That's going to be completely unhealthy for yeah. you. If you level them down. Well, people even are, even if you put it this way, people are going to go to the healthy one. I think. Like if you have a family that you have to feed. And getting like um, maybe a chicken breast or something sure. lower yeah, in yeah, fat yeah. <clears throat> and higher in protein, that's like five ninety nine a pound. Right. Where the like fattiest, yeah. most disgusting ground beef is like a dollar ninety nine well, a pound. You like veggie burgers and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and that shit's expensive. You ever see those prices? Like, I know. I, I want to eat veggie burgers whenever I can because I yeah. think they're actually better than meat. They taste better than Sometimes, meat. Sometimes, yeah. And you can't. You go to the grocery store. Yeah, what's uh, what's the green bag? It's um, Morningstar. Yeah, Morningstar for like two patties is like eight ninety nine. I know. Yeah, when you can just go get ground beef, you could get like a six patties. Well, for it a comes in bucks. like a cookie dough tube. Yeah, <laughs> for like yeah. three dollars. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's and it's you know impossible. it's all crap in there. Right. It's probably not, and you know it's not all meat either. It's like uh-huh. whatever the. Yeah. Whatever they compressed into yeah. meat product. <laughs> Whatever they found or scraped yeah. off the bottom of their yeah. fucking boots. Yeah. So And not only that, then that you have, you know, people in these neighborhoods who have to work three jobs just to survive, don't right. have time to cook right. even the cheap shitty meat. But the thing so is So they get the fast food stuff. Right. Yeah, well, that's true too. And but, so it's like maybe if we made those cause they have those healthy, you know, pre um pre-made meals if you oh, go yeah. to the supermarket yeah and that's so if you can make too. those the same price as like a big mac right well e- even if you don't get a big mac if you go to the dollar menu at any fast food place and oh, you yeah. spend two dollars a night you could actually have a meal you could have a meal yeah and you only spend two dollars a night yeah 
if you go to the grocery store and you want to make that meal, it's going to cost more than $2, and you're not going to eat it every day. It, and then if you want to get one of those like pre-made ones, right. that's oh, like it. $11. Yeah, Yeah, I know. So it, it, you're right, but you know what? It, it, there's nothing I can't complain. We have two major grocery stores right down the road. Yeah, and I'm lucky in the neighborhood I live in, there's one literally like five minutes from my apartment. So we're lucky in that sense. <laughs> no, At least we have some kind of food. even I'm too lazy to go down there. Yeah. I, I have it delivered to fucking You're such a millennial. Killing <laughs> a typical millennial. Excuse me. I need my food delivered to my door immediately, <laughs> sir. Immediately now. Thank you. Send. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. It's, it's a weird dilemma, too, because like you have my situation. Same as yours, mm-hmm. where we have grocery stores that we could go to. We could get food, yeah. but we want healthy food, but we really can't get it because it's too expensive. Yeah. But then there's the exact opposite, where people don't even have food to go get. Yeah. And, and you and, sp- and even if you just like, and if you just put the supermarkets there, even if you put a Whole Foods like in the middle of the mm-hmm. fucking neighborhood. Yeah, they yeah, won't yeah. be able to afford it. Right? No, they can't. So you need. It's a, there uh, needs to be a subsidy. Right. And some people will say like a food stamp, and I'm right. like, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Except that that's constantly attacked by people who think that that like poor people are dining on filet mignon. Yeah. Because, like even if they were, because they say <laughs> because they say, oh, I saw a guy using food stamps, but he had a brand new iPhone 10. That's the the one thing I always hear. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. And how do you know that that guy didn't save up for like three years to finally Seriously. get an iPhone? You have no idea what that person's life story yeah. is. Yeah. You have no fucking idea what that person is going through. Or if they just lost their job or just got sick right. or something. If I'm they're thinking, qualified you know, yeah. for health care, uh, for, I'm sorry, for food stamps, you don't know what's going on in their lives. So no. stop judging yeah. because you can actually afford to get food. I'm I'm lucky enough right now where I can I can afford to get food. A and, few and years you know ago, what? I I should have gotten food stamps a couple of years ago. Yeah. Even when we first started this podcast, yeah. I probably should have went for food stamps because I couldn't afford fucking groceries. Mm-hmm. I went months without going to get groceries. Yeah. So like I know what it's like. Yeah. And so yeah, I know it needs to you be. Yeah. So we need. They need help, and good food needs to be subsidized. And yeah, that's man. the best way to do it. I like. I want to eat fruit, and I don't mean subsidize the farmers because we do that already. I right, mean, literally right. at the store, subsidize it. Austin, to I the person. I would give anything to be able to eat fruits and vegetables every day for dinner. Oh yeah, I love fruits and vegetables. Yeah, I, I actually one of the few people I love fucking broccoli. I don't like. Yeah. Wait, I don't love fucking broccoli, but <laughs> I like <laughs> eating broccoli. He likes fucking. Broccoli. <laughs> I like fucking broccoli. It feels good. It's, it's like a little bristle. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's like a little extra. It's like a little extra rubber dub, you know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What was I talking about? <laughs> That's not ranch dressing on the. Bro- <laughs> <laughs> That's a new definition of broccoli and cream. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Austin, You're for welcome. educating us about food uh, deserts. I almost said desserts for real mm, that time. Delicious. Uh, yeah, food de- fruit desserts would have been a better topic. <laughs> not as fucking depressing. <laughs> Let's talk about the creme brulee effect. Oh, <laughs> so good. It's a little crusty. <laughs> Not so good anymore. We will be right back. And when we come back, we have an interview with Adrian Bell. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know her, you should. She is running for Congress <laughs> in Texas's 14th Congressional District. She won her primary. Yes. Yes. So. 
So we're gonna Very ask exciting. her. So we're gonna ask her some questions about the campaign, and uh, there's stuff that we normally ask candidates. Yep. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back to Double Over. Our next guest is the Democratic nominee for Congress in the 14th District of Texas. Her name is Adrian Bell, and we are honored to have her on the show this week. Adrian, how are you today? I am excellent. I am so excited to be a part of this conversation. So thank you so much for inviting me uh, to be a part of this. Of course. Thank you very much for uh, for co- agreeing to come on our show and uh, talk about your campaign and some uh, some so we can learn a little bit about you. Um, so how about we start off like that? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, tell us what inspired you to become a politician and uh, what what this, what made you decide to run for office? Well, uh, first off, I'm not a politician. I am a second grade school teacher in the largest school district in Texas. And so as an educator, I am really inspired by uh, continuing to learn to make sure that our country is one where we are investing in education. And I was inspired to run for office because I'm looking at the national political landscape and I don't like what I see. I don't see people of color being uh, treated uh, respectfully. I see seniors being uh, Uh, not supported. I see our veterans uh, not having the support that they need also for the working uh, class. We have too many people that are working full time and they are still uh, living in poverty. Mm -hmm. And so there's just so many issues going on right now that I decided that, you know what, if it is to be, it's up to me. And so I became a, a part of brand new Congress and here I am. Very nice. So I guess there must be some some sort of correlation between um, progressive-minded people and teachers because so many of the uh, progressive candidates that we've had on our show are school teachers or have been school teachers. Yeah, I was just thinking that. (laughs) Yeah, and... um, Second grade, though. Now, I'll tell you this. Uh, I was I was going to school to become a teacher as well. Um, but when I had to do a couple observations for that age group, that's tough. <laughs> so, so I, I commend you for that. What um, is there? A, I know with second grade, it's sort of just uh, general classes. But is there a specific class or a, something that you prefer to teach over another? Well, I actually teach all subjects. And so I really enjoy literacy mm-hmm. and I like to, I like reading and I also like, uh, uh, I think I kind of like math, Ooh. but I don't, I don't teach difficult math. So okay. you know, we're talking <laughs> basics. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, I, I encourage my students because, you know, they need to know how to count their money. And so yeah, we just uh, talk about math. But I teach all subjects. Oh, very nice. Um, now, as far as your campaign, you have the um, uh, you have a pretty cool story with you, too, because most of, like I said before, we, we do have a lot of progressive uh, candidates that come on. But none of them have uh, won their primaries just yet. 
you have. So what was your what was the campaign like and what was it like on election night? Well, uh, our campaign is grassroots oriented. I was a field organizer with Obama for America in 2012, and I was a deputy field director with Battleground Texas and the Wendy Davis campaign. So I have extensive field background. And so we parlay that knowledge, experience and and surrounded myself with with like-minded grassroots organizers. And so it's being on the telephone, it's making one-on-one contact with voters, it's getting out there and knocking on doors. And so when election night came, actually, we could, I could tell that we were winning uh, because of the response that we were getting from seniors. And across the district, there was just an excitement when I would go out to the polls and meet the different uh, poll workers or meet people that were coming in to vote. And so there's like a feel in the air where you you know doing early vote if you're being successful. Okay. I, I mean, I have to congratulate you because I'm looking at the results right here. 19,458 votes for and your opponent had 4,923. You won 79%, almost 80% of the vote. That's Absolutely incredible and inspiring and well-deserved because I've seen uh, I've been following your campaign since I heard about it through Justice Democrats um, and and seeing a lot of the speeches that you give very powerful speeches very meaningful and it doesn't surprise me that people um, attach themselves to you but it does look like at least from the results in the Republican primary that it's a Republican maybe controlled district is that true? Well, you've got three counties that are in this district, and we had, in two of the counties, there were Democrats who voted in the Republican primary because of those races. And so the primary is uh, is not just a good indicator of how many votes you're going to get mm-hmm. in the general election, because some of the Democrats, like I said, voted Republican because they believe that that's a strategy of, okay. of voting in the primary. Uh, we have a Jefferson County, which is primarily Democratic. We have a, a large growth in Galveston County uh, that's Democratic. Okay. And so we've got really good pockets in different different parts of the county where we can uh, make a gain and where we see our win numbers coming from. And so tell me if you tell me what you know about Randy Weber, who's the incumbent, and tell me what you think your chances are when it comes to the general election in November. Well, we believe that we're going to win. And there's okay. no way that you are part of a campaign and you believe you're going to lose. True. We're, we're not in it to just be a, a, a live name or a live number or a live person on the ballot. We're in it to win it and to talk to the people about their issues. One of the, the huge contrasts between myself and uh, my opponent is that he's a member of the Freedom Caucus in Congress and uh, not very visible in the district. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's what I've, I've heard from most of the constituents that I've talked with, that he's not visible. And so one thing that I stress as a member of Congress, he's not had any, he, not say, he's had very few town halls and I don't believe he's had one since 2016. Wow. And so one thing that I even signed the town hall pledge that I would have for uh, town halls a year, I believe is so important that uh, constituents can see you and they can, can talk to you and they know that when they come in, into your office that they have 
an advocate there for them. And right now, the people in this district, from what I'm hearing, they don't have that. Okay. Um, yeah, th- that's incredible. How do you how do you have how, how are you a, a, a congressman and, and you don't even hear from your own districts? I don't understand how that's even possible. Uh, well, you don't represent them well. That's for sure. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> you can't represent people and you do not know what their issues are. This right. is a large district. It has a diverse population that has been ignored. And so what we're offering them is a choice. Well, that's great. Now, I will say this. Um, the, as a progressive, you, um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the issues that we all, we're all going to agree on, like health care and whatnot, you kind, of, uh, this, you kind of talked about some of the issues that mean a lot to you. But um, if, if you're talking right now to an undecided voter in your district, what do you want that voter to know about you? What are some of the issues that stand out to you the most? What are the issues that you're going to fight for the hardest? I think I I want people to know that at the end of the day that I'm going to do all I can to support them. I go to bed at night thinking about them and then waking up in the morning working to make their lives better. The people that I talk with, they just want to be able to take care of their families, whether that's having a decent paying job, good housing. They have schools that they can send their children to or or even themselves and get a good education. And so those are the issues that I'm speaking of, that that we can afford health care, that you don't have to make a choice between purchasing a prescription drug or buying uh, some groceries. And so when I talk to seniors, if I talk to veterans, one of the things that I want to bring to our counties are uh, make sure that we have veteran-friendly communities and having community uh, engagement boards for our veterans to where they can receive uh, access to VA and non-VA resources to help them uh, because they fought for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that we owe it to them to help them uh, make their lives better. That's awesome to hear. That really is. It's it's refreshing to hear people who are running for politics who actually care about people it sounds like a it sounds like a rarity these days but it's uh it's refreshing to hear Mm. um so that's that's always wonderful how uh you've been endorsed both by brand new congress and justice democrats correct how have they been uh what's it like working with them what kind of uh help do they give you in uh running your campaign and all that I think one of the best things that I've gained uh, from this, because the management and control of my campaign is on us, the campaign, but is building a coalition of like-minded candidates. And so going to Congress, we know that one person going to Congress with progressive ideas, it'll be a tad bit difficult, but building a coalition that can go in together and know that we stand for the same values. That has been the the greatest thing for me, is that that kinship, and we're across the country. Mm-hmm. Even those that did not uh, come out of their primaries, we're still a coalition. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, now, uh, kind of one of the final questions we're going to ask you is something that we ask every single 
candidate that we have on our show. Yep. It's uh, it's one of those things that it's it, it should be a progressive ideal, and everyone probably knows the answer, but we want to hear it. How do you finance your campaign? My can, uh, campaign is financed with uh, gen- uh, generally small dollar donors. I don't uh, accept any corporate PACs or a special interest PAC money. So our money, our campaign, it really, we call it as people powered because the people are the ones that are powering the movement. And so we uh, gladly accept small dollar donations at bail2018.com. And uh so far, we've been we've been really successful, and we know that the general election is coming up, and it it takes dollars, and and we won't match the incumbent with the dollar amount, but we know that we will surpass with the votes because we'll have the support of the people, and that's what's most important to us is, is getting our information out there, talking to the people about the issues for them to know that they will have an advocate uh, in Washington D.C. that will fight for them. Awesome. I love hearing that. Um, and you already said the website, but why don't you go ahead and uh, tell everyone who's listening where they can find you, literally plug everything that you physically can. That way people know where they can find you and hear more about you. Okay. Well, our website is bell2018.com. That's B-E-L-L 2018.com. You can find us on Twitter at A-D-R-B-E-L-L on Instagram A-D-R-B-E-L-L 2018. And then we're also on Facebook uh, at A-D-R-B-E-L-L. That's great. Um, Adrian, thank you so much uh, for coming on. Thank you, not just for coming on our show, but thank you for fighting for uh, what you truly believe in, all the progressive values. Um, I, like I said before, watching some of the speeches that you've given and some of the uh, little meetups that you've had, uh, it's, truly, it's truly inspirational. Uh, it's just it's fun to see because I can tell you're passionate about what you're, what you're talking about. And it's, uh, it's always great to see. Uh, best of luck come November. Uh, hopefully, when we reach out again, uh, it, it'll, be, it'll be Congresswoman Bell. And we'll, we'll be so happy if that happens and when it happens. Uh, we'll be rooting for you till the, till the very end. So yep. thank you so much. Well, thank you. It's time we the people uh, become a reality. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and that's a great message to end off on as well. Yep. Uh, Austin, let's take a quick break. Okay. Uh, when we and when we come back, we'll do something else because, you know, we're not exactly planned. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. time to end this big dumb show mm. Woo, it was bigger and it was dumber adrian bell sort of saved it oh yeah she did yeah she, very much yeah. she saved it um but man if she didn't mm. save it <laughs> oh boy it was going to be an interesting episode yeah it probably still is i don't know because it's uh we haven't yet you ha- you haven't finished editing yet. <laughs> I have not. You haven't even started it. No, well, I haven't even finished recording it. <laughs> we haven't even finished recording it. It's funny how that fucking shit works. Um, this is something. This is something rare. We never really do this for our closing segment, but fuck it. 
you know, it's our show. We can do what we want. That's all, folks. <laughs> we can do whatever the fuck we want. We're drinking another beer. It is another from. Another one? It, yeah, we're going to end with a light beer. It is from Weyerbacher. Weyerbacher! It, <laughs> okay. It is their Mellow Monks. It <laughs> Just, is. I wonder if that means like orgasm in German. <laughs> no. I don't think so. Weyerbacher! Um, <laughs> it's 4.5% ABV for those keeping score at home. It's, it is uh, a very low gravity beer for yeah, uh, Weyerbacher. For Weyerbacher. Yeah. So we'll do one more cheer and we're just going to okay. drink this while we do our closing yeah. thoughts. Oh. There we go. That might have been the best one so far. It's always nice when you're drinking a beer and the first thing you think about is getting high because it smells like weed. Mm. It does smell a little like weed. It does, right? Yeah. It's super light. I mean, flavor is nice, almost like a citrusy kind of flavor, uh, but it's it, it smells super hoppy, yeah. but it's not super no, hoppy. No, it's not hoppy at all. Uh, 4.5 is a nice cleansing beer. Oh, by the way, listeners, if you're interested, yeah. listeners in Nevada, I plan on being in Nevada <laughs> in November. And I'm going to take the time in between now and then to convince Tom to go with me. <laughs> and we might even see... When is it? November something. 27. Okay. I can't remember. Um, and we might even see Dan. Uh, the, he's half of the skeptical chaps. Is he going to be there? Yeah. Oh, yeah? So, but there's a point to this that... I'm going to need... Weed is legal there. Oh. And so I'm going to get stoned off of my fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> so Nevada... Get your pot cookies ready. <laughs> yeah, because I'm coming. Um, I'm seventy thirty at this point. Seventy not going. Thirty percent. It will about two, okay. That's a better percentage than we had before. It was like eighty twenty before, yeah. so it's getting closer. Um, it's the flying. It's the flying in a death trap that's freaking me out. Yeah, he'd much rather drive in a death trap. I would much rather drive in a death trap through Kansas than fucking go through. Or you know what? I won't pick her Kansas because you listen to our show. Nebraska. I'd rather drive through Nebraska. Or yeah, Mississippi. I'd rather not drive through Mississippi. <laughs> what are your final thoughts for this episode? Well, my final thoughts are, yes, I am going to convince you to go to Nevada with <laughs> me. Um, Vegas is fun. And... Uh, Okay, so that's that's all about that. <laughs> uh, my final thoughts are... Yeah, that's what I asked. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have many final thoughts. No? I think it's been an interesting week in Trump land. Um, As always. I mean, yeah. It's not even yeah. worth saying anymore. I know. He's uh, trying to blame the Democrats for something that he did. That's not a law. It's just a policy yeah, that he, his administration created. So fucking dumb. So that's... And it's working. Yeah, his base believes yeah. it. They'll believe anything I tell them. Yeah. Anything at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything. Yeah. I could shoot a guy again on Fifth Avenue. And he would get away with yeah. it. He would. Totally get away with it. He would. I I'm. I didn't believe it at the time. I was like, no, <laughs> fuck no. I firmly believe that if he did something like that, yeah. he would twist it so much yeah. that he would get away with it. Yeah. Look, I didn't shoot him. It was the deep state. They shot him. They the shot deep him. state. Yeah, there you go. The there deep go. state. Yeah. Something Melania has never called me. The oh. deep state. <laughs> oh my god! I just had a bad image in my head. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. That maybe Ivanka has. I don't know. Oh <laughs> my god! No, Austin. Bad Austin. And that is the image I'll leave you all with. Oh my god. Ivanka's. You know she's not bad looking. It's the it's the other image that I have yeah. of her father. <gasps> <laughs> <gasps> then, of course, there's Jared, who I imagine talks like this. 
Hold on, I'm Jared. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes around <laughs> introducing himself no. like that. I'm Jared Kushner. <laughs> OG Kush has got his um his he's got his power back a little bit. He's got some clearances. He's got my that security clearance. Yeah, yeah. How's that feel? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm I, making peace in the Middle East. Oh yeah, yeah. By causing chaos. So By causing chaos. Did you see the the, the uh, opening in Jerusalem? I did. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah. Very How many good. people died that day? By the way. More than enough. <laughs> More than enough. <laughs> Good answer. Anything else, Austin? No, that's that's about it for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh well, and thanks for uh, Adrian Bell for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always shocked that people are willing to come. Yeah, yeah, especially people who won their primary. That's even more shocking to me. Hey, uh, yeah, thank you, Adrian Bell, for taking time out of Although, your very busy day. I will say this: like nothing we have said is worse than anything they've ever said in the Young Turks. So that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, we haven't been sued yet, so <laughs> yet we're doing good. Yet, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, listen, we're we have a friend named Andrew Torres now. Yeah, so y'all, no friend, fuck. we use that term. Listen. <laughs> They don't need to know. I mean, that. we like him a they lot. Don't We're need not to sure know that. that. <laughs> Just have him on speed dial. Yeah, that, I already do. Um, yeah. So, Adrian Bell, thank you very much. Uh, Trump, continuously fuck you. Um, we're getting closer and closer to November. It's shocking, but when this comes out, it's gonna be June. Shit! You know what I just realized? What? That week that we would be going to Vegas yeah. would be, I think, a week after the midterms. A week after the midterms. Yeah. Okay. So if it goes well, that would be the best celebration we could possibly have. All right. So and if it doesn't go well, we could go there and try to forget about it. Sixty-five thirty-five. Okay. See, I got you. Yeah. Gain five percent. All, right. All right. The partying was like uh okay. Okay. Sixty-five thirty-five. All right. You're gonna have to continuously try to push because flying, <laughs> flying is gonna be uh, a problem. All right. I'll work on it. It's going to be a problem. Okay. Regardless, you're carpooling if we go to the airport. Of course. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm not. No, no. I wasn't, I wasn't asking. <laughs> I was saying. I don't even know what that means. We'll just have somebody drop us off. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, there, there's that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. I just. Uh, uh, that's all I got, I think. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash dumble over. Oh, yeah. I don't Pod. think you've ever started with that one. I like it. Changing up a little. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Keeping it fresh. Keeping it fresh. I have to say, we haven't been very active on Twitter, and I apologize. Yeah. I'm trying. It's Well, I'll get into that in a second. Uh, iTunes, Dumble Over Podcast. Look us up there. Mm-hmm. If you like the show, make sure you leave a five-star uh, review and uh, shoot us a comment on iTunes. If you can't do it on iTunes because you don't use iTunes, you're wrong, but it's okay. Go to blogtalkradio.com. You can do it there, but, you know. It won't get read or anything. Oh, and uh, we'll start reading emails, too, if you want to send them to us. So. Sure. Double. Send them. Yep. Dumballoverpod at gmail.com. There you go. Yep. yep. There's that. It's easy to remember. Everything's dumballoverpod now. It is, yeah. yeah. Tom has changed it. Yes, I have. That's Sometimes painfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Patreon. <laughs> that was rough. That was a rough couple minutes there. Um, <laughs> Twitter, at dumballoverpod. Instagram, at dumballoverpod. Facebook, at dumballoverpod. Yeah. Um, well, that one's not ad, I don't think. No, but, you know. It's dumb all over pod. You'll find us. Yeah. Uh, our apologies for not being as active on social media the last couple of weeks. It's been, uh, well, at least for me, it's been a fucking brutal week. And I know yeah. you've been going through some busy spells, yes, too. Yes, I have, yeah. So we'll, we'll get back into it. Just, uh, 
you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever, correct. Whatever. Yeah. We try. Yeah. Um, and then, if you want, you can pledge to our show mm-hmm. on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash dumb all over pod. Um, if you pledge just $1 an episode, that's $4 a month. Measly $4 a month. You get this show with no commercials, better audio quality. You get Austin's solo show. You mm-hmm. get my solo show. Which is coming back, and his is not so far. I might, <clears throat> I might not be coming back in the same format. I might do something okay. different. That's fine. And then you get our side show a little ugly on the side. Yep. So you get all of that just for $1. There are more uh, uh, more rewards that you can get. If you pledge more money, yep. uh, they're all listed on Patreon.com. At least do us a favor. At least check it out. Go to Patreon.com forward slash Pod. Check them out and see if you, if you like it enough. If you like our yeah. show enough, you want to support it, be one of the greatest people in the world, um, then you can go ahead and pledge some money to us and uh, we'll try to reward you the best that we can. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. If you made it this far, I have questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> so many. So many questions. So many questions. I mean... And the patrons will have made it farther if they make it all the way to the end. Yeah, what's up with you guys? You're fucking nuts. Yeah. It's hard for me and Austin to do this. Yeah. To listen to us talk for an hour and a half. Mm. God bless your souls. Yeah. Except God doesn't bless souls because God doesn't exist and souls don't exist. That. There you go. Agreed. Agreed? Agreed. It is decreed. It is decreed. Okay. Um, oh, look out for some new segments coming up. New segments, some fun new uh, and changes. I think, and I think changes. we're going to bring back an old friend that we haven't heard from in a while. I am looking forward to that. I bet you are. I'm looking forward to that. You always have been. Okay. <laughs> uh, Whatever, you'll talk to him. We'll talk to and him. if you don't know what we're talking about, you got to catch some early episodes where he was a uh, he was. He was a regular. And I know you haven't gotten here yet, but group of people who are listening through, <laughs> when you get here, yeah. you're going to be like, I know what they're talking yeah. about. <laughs> and they're going to be extremely excited to know that like they're part of that group. They're going to be like, yeah. I, was there listening. I was listening to them a while ago. Yeah. yeah. You'll catch up eventually. Yeah. We, we have long episodes because of this. Yeah. We just talk. Yep. Uh, I got nothing else, Austin. I really don't. All right. Sounds good, Tom. All right. I don't know what we have planned for next week. Um, so... That's what I like. Shit. Leave it all up, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think possibly Steven. Yeah, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I know he's sometimes busy in the first of the month, so yeah. you can expect a not America report, but soon. Yeah. Yeah. If not next not week. Not necessarily next week, but yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, my apologies to Steven for not getting him on this month. It's been it's just been a crazy couple of weeks and just I apologize. Maybe we'll email. have a super long not America report. There you go. Whatever it is. Super long. Uncut. Super long, uncut. Uncut. Super long. Very uncut, hard. Very hard. Uncut. Not America. Intrusive? Super hard. Not. Okay, Tom, you can't do this to me. <laughs> I can't remember all the words. Okay. Okay, I'm used to having mm-hmm. my speech in front of me. Yeah. Prepared by the lovely whoever prepares it. Mm-hmm. Who does do his speeches? Nobody knows. No one. Nobody I'm... knows. I don't even know. I don't. You think it's John I don't go Kelly? around. I wonder if it's Kelly. John Kelly, good guy, not a speechwriter. <laughs> not a speechwriter. <laughs> I'm thinking Sarah Huckleberry Sanders. Um, Maybe it's Sarah Huckleberry. Sir? Sir? It's not her name. Sarah Huckabee? Yes. Sandre. Sarah Huckabee oh. Sandre. 
Good enough, sir. Sarah. Huckleberry Sanders. <laughs> now all of a sudden Islamic? Whoa! You don't have any Muslims in your group. Sarah. No, that's the name of a wine. It's not Islamic. Oh my God. <laughs> he would not know that. <laughs> You're right. He no. would not know that. Sarah's the name of my favorite grape juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. We will be back next week with a whole lot more of Dumb All Over. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, something else with more plans and more stuff. Uh, So, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. See you. Trust me, I'm like a smart person. The way things are isn't the way they have to be. But knowing what to challenge and how to change it isn't always clear. That's why independent journalism has never mattered more. When we are free to follow any lead and question any authority, we can confront the status quo, uncover vital alternatives and bring clarity to the world's most complex issues. We can help our readers understand the world. So together we can fight for a better one. Hope is power. And with your support, you'll always find it at The Guardian. At the Bank of Antandek, mortgages are on the menu. I was in the chippy last night and it hit me. Go on. We should give all our new mortgage customers £1,000. Of spuds? Potatoes? Yeah, jackets, roasties, dolphin, waz. I mean, what's not to love? Hey, yeah, we could call it Mashback. Genius. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're giving their customers £1,000 cash back on selected first-time buyer mortgages. See what's possible at Santander. Lending subject to status and criteria. Cashback given on completion and repayable if mortgage closed within two years. Offer can be withdrawn. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage.